I need some uh, volunteers this morning. I need two volunteers. guys to do is to take the lids off of your toothpaste and see who can get all of your toothpaste out of the tube the fastest and onto your plate. <laughs> oh, there is paper, I bet. No, I didn't pre-open that. <laughs> the trick's going to be how to figure out to get the foil off. <laughs> <laughs> that will come in very handy then. Oh, I can't help, can I? <laughs> I told you that was the trickiest part. There you go. There you go. All right. <laughs> Step on it, y'all. <laughs> That's why I said you get to keep it. Cannot be done. It cannot be done. That's like a bad word when you said a bad word. You can't recall it. Thank you. You're exactly right. I said that too. Thank y'all very much. I did not clue them in before I asked for volunteers. There you go. Let me open my mouth. Bring napkins. <laughs> when was the last time that something came out of your mouth that you wished it hadn't? 
You can no more take your words back than you can put toothpaste back in the tube. Thank you guys very much for your help. <laughs> That's a first. <laughs> Thank you. Our scripture this morning comes from James. And gosh, I love hate James. <laughs> It comes from James chapter 3, verses 1 through 12. Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers and sisters, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. For all of us make many mistakes. Anyone who makes no mistakes in speaking is perfect able to keep the whole body in check with a bridle. If we put bits in the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we guide their whole bodies. Or look at ships, though they are so large that it takes strong winds to drive them. Yet they are guided by a very small rudder wherever the will of the pilot directs. So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great exploits. How great a forest is set ablaze by a small fire, and the tongue is a fire. The tongue is placed among our members as a world of iniquity. It stains the whole body, sets on fire the cycle of nature, and is itself set on fire by hell. For every species of beast and bird, of reptile and sea creature can be tamed and has been tamed by the human species. But no one can tame the tongue, a restless evil full of deadly poison. With it we bless the Lord and Father, and with it we curse those who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this ought not to be so. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening both fresh and brackish water? Can a fig tree, my brothers and sisters, yield olives or a grapevine, figs? No more can salt water yield fresh. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading and hearing of God's word. Let us pray. Father God, as we hear your word from the book of James, help us, Lord, to examine ourselves, to think about our words. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. These are those famous words that I would yell at my cousins every single time they would call me stupid or hair lip or fat or anything else derogatory that 
in their teenage minds they could come up with. Or on occasion when my sisters, both younger, would gang up against me and call me names. But what I've learned in my 64 years is that I can yell that sentence to the rooftops, but words still hurt. Words still hurt. I can remember growing up on Hill Avenue, and I think I've shared this story with you guys, but growing up on Hill Avenue, we had a road full of kids there in Hueytown. And we would get together and play all during the summer and after school during the winter time. And most times we got along famously. We were always on some kind of adventure somewhere. But every once in a while we've probably been around each other a bit too long. And I can remember this one time in particular this boy down the street got mad at something or something other and he looked at me and he said, you're nothing but a Yankee. <laughs> Yikes. I would have washed his mouth out with soap, but. <laughs> at the tender age of whatever age I was when he did that and Mind you, I did not have a clue what a Yankee was. <laughs> but the way he said it, the way he said it, it had to be something ugly and something bad. And it just made my blood boil. So I rushed him and I pushed him to the ground as hard as I could and then ran home to Mama. In the book of James, though, he also disagrees with the truth of that sticks and stones statement. James wants us to see and to understand that words are like fire. They are powerful. And if used carelessly, they can be more dangerous than sticks and stones ever thought about being. We can look at the wildfires out west to see how quickly and how deadly fire can be. And the tongue is so much more so. So he calls on us to take seriously the power of our words. The power of our words. And he calls out teachers here in this chapter. They're singled out because teachers use words all the time. And they use them kind of as tools of their trade. They have a special responsibility as a teacher to use words with integrity that will foster wisdom. 
They use their words with integrity to be able to foster wisdom in the minds of the people that they teach. But as I was thinking about that, aren't we all teachers in some sense of the word? There are always people that we are showing things, that we are teaching. Dulcimer, mats, angel dolls, Sunday school. The list goes on and on for all of us. If we, had chil- if we had children, we taught our children to tie their shoes and to brush their teeth. So I think we all have a responsibility as a teacher in that sense of the word. You know, I can remember when my son Chuck was young and playing ball. We lived in this really small community called Odenville, Alabama. And they had a baseball league for the kids. And y'all, I've seen the best and the worst at a ballpark. I've seen angry parents railing at coaches, umpires, even their own children. But in Odenville, Alabama, when the teams came out on the field to play, you never really knew whose side was for who, because everybody in all of the stands cheered for every single kid that got up to bat, that caught a ball in the field. I got to tell you, the first ball game we went to, it was the most bizarre thing, because I saw the parents over here on the other side of the field cheering when we caught a fly ball. What a beautiful example of knowing the importance of our words. Psalm 34, 11 through 13 says, Come, O children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Which of you desires life and covets many days to enjoy good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Every single person who calls themselves a Christian need to realize the mantle of teaching that is on our shoulders. There are many, many people that are unchristian that we come across every single day in our comings and our goings. And whether you believe it or not, if we call ourselves Christians and we do that publicly, people are watching and people are listening. And I don't know about you, but I take that as a very important 
responsibility to live into that image of Jesus Christ that he gives us in God's word. I don't want to be one who contributes to the world's opinion that Christians are no different than anybody else. You know, sometimes it's no wonder that the people outside of the church point their fingers at us. And they're right. There could almost be a TV show, church people behaving badly. This passage here in James is a convicting passage, though. And I don't mind telling you that my toes are black and blue just studying this word to bring it to y'all. James does an amazing job about stating things the way that they are, real-life things, not heady theological things, James speaks common truth. Common truth. He speaks about things just as they are. And it's important to him to remind us as Christians that our language, our thoughts, our actions all line up together and speak that same message. In verse 9, though, that's where I really started getting convicted. Tongues are to be used to bless, edify, and praise. Now, I want you to think just a minute. When was the last time that your words edified something or someone else. Think about that just a moment. When was the last time that your words were used to, to bless someone or something else? And when was the last time your words were used to praise someone or something else? It's all we're asked to do with our tongues. Bless, edify, and praise. Period. Period. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about the scripture. You know, we bless our Heavenly Father. We bless our friends. We bless our children. We even bless people in this grocery store when they sneeze. But we cuss the Democrats, the Republicans, 
the government, those that are not vaccinated, those that are wearing a mask, those that are not wearing a mask. We tend to cuss anyone and everyone who does not do things the way that we think they ought to be done. But if we read and we understand God's word through James as truth, that means that we got to stop nitpicking. We've got to stop backbiting on each other. We've got to stop the nagging and the complaining. Because I tell you what, when you get in that vein of doing that all the time, you're a very miserable person. And if you don't think you're that way, ask your friends. They'll let you know really quick. And as John and Dwayne showed us so very clearly a while ago, there is no way that you can put back in your mouth words once they have been spoken. Proverbs 10.31 says, The mouth of the righteous flows with wisdom, but the twisted tongue will be cut off. Words of Christian Love are what we should be speaking and what we should be hearing from each other and anywhere else. Use thoughts and words that will build up, edify, bless and encourage a person, not tear them down. As Christians, our faith shows whether we know it or not. Sometimes, though, our faith shows out through our words and through our actions. And if we dedicate our tongues Dedicate our tongues. Now, we're all familiar with what it means to dedicate our lives, right, to God. But have you ever thought about dedicating your tongue to God as well? But if we do that, I think I can 100% guarantee that our actions will follow suit. They will follow suit. In the Psalms, in chapter 35, verse 28, we hear these words, Then my tongue will talk all about your righteousness. It will talk about your praise all day long. We are not perfect, folks. 
That may be a surprise to some of us. But we as Christians have to choose our words carefully, carefully. God has given us such great responsibility and authority to build each other up. That is both inside the body of Christ and most especially outside. Of the body of Christ. Some chatter on and on like a stabbing sword, but a wise tongue heals. So I leave you this morning with a verse from a children's song, and this might be ugly. But I hope this song plays over and over and over in your heads. Oh, be careful, little tongue, what you say. Oh, be careful, little tongue, what you say. For the Father up above is looking down in love. Oh, be careful, little tongue, what you say. Let us pray. Almighty God, we so need your help. Lord, impress upon us each in the ways that will speak and scream loudest to us. How precious and important our words are. And help us, Lord, to guard our words so that we are careful to edify, to bless, and to praise those that we come in contact with. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.